John chapter 8, verse number 12. Jesus spake, then spake Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. Let us pray. Father, we just thank you tonight, Lord. We just ask you to touch our hearts, lift us up, and encourage us. Uh, Lord, empty yourself, Lord, this few minutes, Lord, that we could speak of you being the light of this world, Lord. And we'll praise you, we'll glorify you, and we'll thank you for all that you've done and what you're about to do. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Uh, preaching on that subject tonight, uh, I am the light of the world. Yeah. Jesus said in John chapter 6, we went over it, he is the bread of life. And, uh, and here he says, I am the light of the world. When you think about uh, chapter 8, I, I think about how it opens up. It said, Jesus went into the Mount of Olives. You say, why is that so important? Why is that such a meaning to you? Well, it has great significance because the last verse of chapter 7, verse 53 said, And every, went, every man went into his own home, and Jesus went into the Mount of Olives. The Mount of Olives was the Lord's favorite place he would go to pray. But when he said, every man went to his own house, no one invited Jesus home with him. I don't ever want to go to the house without Jesus going with me. Amen. I want to make sure I invite him everywhere I go that Jesus is going to be there with me. It's interesting to me that no man invited him to the house. I think about the terrain that Jesus on that mountain had the mountain to climb. And he climbs mountains in his life. And I'm going to have to climb mountains and you're going to have to climb some mountains in your life. I think about the timing of this text in verse number 2. It said, early in the morning he came again into the temple. After a night under the stars and sleeping out in the open, Jesus gets up the next day. You know where he's at? He's ready to go to the house of God. He goes to the temple. I tell you, after Sunday night, Saturday night, uh, I don't know about you, uh, uh, but I want to get up on Sunday morning and, and go to the house of God. I, I don't want to go to a lake. I don't want to go to a ball field. I don't want to lay in a bed. I don't want to sit around. I want to go to the house of God. I don't want to be like some people say, well, I don't got to go today because I, I just don't feel like going today. But Jesus even saw the importance of not being at home, but being in the house of God. There is the temple, and if you know that in Christ's day, Jesus saw the importance of going to the temple. You and I ought to see the importance of going to the house of God. The Bible said that he sat down and he taught them. I thought about the teaching of Christ and how important it must have been to have the, the opportunity to sit at the feet or, or sit and listen to, to this great preacher, to this great teacher, and heard him teach on the truths of the Word of God. There's trouble here in verse number 3. Listen, there's always a crowd following Jesus everywhere he goes. Bible said, and the scribes and the Pharisees brought unto him a woman taken in adultery. 
and when they set her in the mist. Isn't that just like a religious crowd? Jesus spent the night out there, no doubt, in prayer. He's always praying. Mark 1, chapter, Mark 1, chapter, uh, chapter 1, verse 35 says, He rising up uh, a great while before day. He, he went out and departed into a solitary place, uh, and there he prayed. Jesus lived a life of prayer. He was a praying. He goes to the house of God, and, and he's teaching the truths that the people don't listen to. But there comes a crowd that shows up that day, a religious crowd, and they're not interested in Jesus. They're not interested in His teachings. They're bringing a woman that was called in the very act of adultery. They put her before the Lord in the midst of our Savior for only one reason. They're not trying to help this woman they're not trying to help anybody else, but they're wanting to accuse her and the Lord Jesus. I'll tell you, religion has always hated Christianity. Religion is all about the hand of man and the work of man. But Christianity takes you to the uh, uh, foot of the cross it pushes you before a, a dying Savior, the resurrected Lord that says you don't have to do anything. They thought, thank God, it has already had been done for you. We, we see the trouble in the text, and we will not talk about the story. You know the story. But in verse 11, she said, No man, Lord I, Jesus. And Jesus said unto her, Neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin no more. I tell you, when a sinner gets saved and he gets in the presence of the Savior, gets under that uh, sound of the gospel and he realized that it's lost and undone and he needed to be saved, then they come humbly and trust the Word of God. You know they're going to hear the same thing that she heard. Neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin no more. If you're here living uh, with the guilt of the things in your past, with the, uh, uh, the mistakes that you've done in your past, forget them. Forget those things that are behind, Paul said. Uh, always reaching forward. Don't keep looking at your backside, wondering well, how you're going to get by that. How is that mistake going to hurt you? How's that sin? Don't worry about it. Just keep reaching forward. We should all be pressing toward the mark that Paul was pressing toward. Paul said there's a better day coming. A better day coming. Forget your past. God saved you. Don't worry about it. Everything that happens in the first 11 verses leads us up to the verse number 12. I am the light of of the world. Jesus uh, makes this announcement the world does not see the S-O-N as the light of the world. They see the S-U-N as the light of the world. 
Man sees the sun that comes up in the morning, arises in the east, sets in the west. And if you would ask them what is the light of the world today, he would point to the S-U-N in the sky. Because he doesn't know, he doesn't see the S-O-N denied as the light of the world. I want to tell you Jesus Christ is the light of this world tonight. He's greater than the sun. When you think about the Son of God, we declare Him the light of the world. Jesus can make that statement even in relation to the Son because He's greater than the Son. He created the Son. And He'll be here when the Son is gone. Think about the Son in a, as a focal point of the light of this world. Why do you say that? Because... The only one you see, that's the only one there is. You say there's the light of the moon, but the light of the moon is just a reflection of the sun. And that's, that, the moon is a picture of the church because the church has no light within itself. We just reflect a greater light. Amen. And, and they see that. The moon has no light within itself, but it gives off light from a greater source. The church has no light, but we give off light from a greater source. The sun is the focal point of the light of this world. It's brighter than any known thing to man tonight. So if that, the Lord Jesus Christ, the sun is the focal point of the light of this world. Christ, like the sun, is the only one. He's the only begotten Son of God. And He shines greater than the sun. Jesus will outshine all religions. Oh man, the sun is a faithful light unto this world. Think about it when you got up this morning. You didn't have the time to think about the sun coming up because it already came up. I don't get up in the morning worrying about whether the sun's going to shine today. I know it's going to shine. I never got nervous about the fact that sun is not coming up today. I, I know the sun has been faithful. I, I know from the time that I could realize and understand it, it's been faithful coming up every time I looked out the door. And just like the S-U-N, the S-O-N is the light of this world because Jesus Christ is faithful. He's the only one that wakes the sun up in the morning. He's the only one that sets the sun at sleep at night. He's greater than the sun. If the sun doesn't get up, the S-U-N doesn't get up either. Amen. That's why we worship the S-O-N. He is a faithful God. He is the focal point. He's a faithful light to this world. And just like the S-U-N is a forgotten light of this world, most people in their lives every day never think about the sun that warms them up in the winter and summertime. They live in it all the time. Most of the time they're too busy even to give the sun a reflection of the eye. We don't think about the sun we don't think about how it does us and we live in the sun. We don't even give it a, a time of day to think about it and what it provides for us. 
The same is true about the Lord Jesus Christ. Many people stand in the presence of God, sitting in the church, and many people don't think about the Son of God. They're too busy with the things in their mind. They got their cell phones on. They got this going on, thinking about where they're going and what they're going to do. Uh, they're not thinking about the Son. Uh, they're not thinking about anything but what they want to think about. The mind has gone in a different directions, time after time. They're not thinking about the Son of God sitting in the church. You know what will make the church the church? When you go to church, dismiss everybody and everything in your life, in your mind. And you set your affections on the things above. And you think about the Lord. And you get your mind off of people. You get your mind off of troubles. Get it off your problems. Get your mind off the places and think about the Lord Jesus Christ because He is worthy. And you will get help when you start focusing in on Him tonight. If you come to see Jesus, you will not leave disappointed, I promise you. If you come to the church to see somebody else or see somebody, you'll leave disappointed. You came for the wrong reason. If you come to uh, church trying to figure out what everybody's wearing, you came to church for the wrong reason, with the wrong mindset. We need to come to church and put our mind and eyes on Him that He can help us. We're to see no man save Jesus Christ, the Bible says. We don't need to forget the light of the world. Especially in the house of God. We need to see Christ high and holy and lifted up before all men. He is a free light to the world. You know, the sun doesn't cost you anything for it to burn. You don't have to pay for it. It's not on your electricity bill. The sun is free. You walk out the door, you can look up say, thank God the sun is free. I don't have to pay for all this brightness. I don't have to pay for all this warmth. I, I go outside and feel the sun rays being down on my body and, and it makes me feel good. It makes me feel free. It makes me feel happy because I do love the sun. I love the sunlight. And so is it with the Son of God. It doesn't cost you anything to be saved. It doesn't cost you anything to come to the altar. He said, I'll save you. All you got to do is come unto Him. It doesn't cost you. When He'll save you. He'll set you free. For whom the Son is set free, you're free indeed. God will save you tonight. And God will set you free. Amen. doesn't cost you anything to get in God's presence tonight. Amen. Amen, if I had to pay to get in God's presence, we got problems. But he's free, and he whom he's set free is free indeed. I thank God for that. It's also the sun is a fitting light to the world. And what I mean by that is we can't survive without it. Do you realize everything that would begin to die if the sun stopped shining? 
plants would stop growing. Our bodies would start dying. This earth, the temperature would start dropping and everybody on this planet would die. Listen, when the sun gives our bodies strength, it gives light to the plants to grow. We could not survive without the sun tonight. Can I say you cannot survive without the Son of God tonight either? When you think about the Son of God, we, we would not have life. Jesus said, I have come that you may have life and that you might have it more abundantly. Amen. I am saying there is something better than physical life. Spiritual life, eternal life in the Lord Jesus Christ. If this life only we have hope in Christ, then we are all men most miserable, the Bible tells us. But I'm glad tonight uh, that we have got life. Uh, I, I'm talking about this spiritual life, amen. I've got life beyond the grave. I've got life beyond this world. I've got another place. Uh, uh, this is a fitting life for this world. The sun is a forceful light to this world. No matter what man tries to do, he can't stop the sun from shining. Clouds may come in, they may gather together, it may get dark outside, but they can't stop the sun from shining. I've been sitting on the runway in a plane, and it's been as dark as you could see, raining and wondering what's going to happen. I've been on one one time, I'm sitting out on the runway in this plane, and I heard them start canceling all the other planes. We ain't taking off, but my dummy pilot said, hey, we're going. And we took off, and it was dark, raining, lightning, shaking, wind blowing. And I'm thinking, oh, Lord, this is going to be it. But I, I tell you what, if you just hold on long enough, and you sit in that seat long enough, and about that time, it'll bust through that rainstorm, them clouds, and you get on the other side, and you see nothing but calmness, and the sun is still shining. It cannot stop the sun from shining tonight. No matter how dark it gets in your life. No matter what trouble you're going through, no matter what you're facing, it seems like the clouds are rolling in on side of you. Don't give up because the sun is still shining. He's going to always be with you. Amen. Amen. The sun is a fearful light to this world. The sun has ability to bring judgment to this world. It can scorch it can bring drought, it can burn, and it can bring fire. So can Christ. So can Christ. The Bible said that God has committed all judgment unto the Son. Jesus is not equal to the S-U-N. He is greater because He was before the Son. He's greater than the sun because he created the sun. He's greater than the sun because he will be after the sun. He's greater than the sun because the sun is earthly and Christ is eternal. The sun is going to fade away one day, but Christ is not going to fade away. 
Christ will shine through all eternity. He's greater than the sun because Christ can do what the sun cannot do. Amen. The sun cannot deliver you. The sun cannot help you. But the Son of God will be everything that you need. He can help you. He can save you. He can deliver you. No wonder Jesus made this statement. I am the light of the world. He's greater than the sun. I want to say Jesus is not a light. He is not one of many lights. Bless his name, he is the light. And he always has been and he always will be the light of this world. That's why we worship him. Jesus makes a proclamation here. I am the son of the world. I am the light of the world. Jesus made this great statement standing at the temple when they bring this lady there. And, and no doubt he had been praying and he's been teaching the word of God. And he's in the presence of the glory of God. And what he's trying to say, I am the light of the world. And there may be some lamps there. And he's standing there and says, I am the light of the world. These lamps are going to fade out one day, but I'll never fade out. I'm eternal. It was the glory of God that led the children of Israel out of the wilderness. And that same glory will lead the child of God through this land into the next world today. There is a proclamation. There, there is a path tonight. Look, look at he said, I am the light of the world. He that followeth. And I love that word. Everybody knows ETH means it's a continuously action. You've got to continually do that. He didn't say he that follow. He that followeth. That means he that continuously following me. It's interesting because if you go back to John chapter 6 and verse 35, Jesus said, he that cometh to me shall never hunger. He that believeth on me shall never thirst. And here he says, he that followeth me shall never walk in darkness. Jesus said, if you come to me, you'll never be hungry. If you come to me, you'll never thirst. If you come to me, you'll never be in darkness. I, I like that. I, I like that. It may be dark outside, but in my life, I still got the sun. I feel the brightness of God inside of me. It may be clouds all over me, but I've still got the sun. It's not dark in my life because Jesus Christ is in my life. Psalms 119, 105 says, The Lord, of the Lord is the lamp unto my feet and the light unto my path. Thank God for the Bible tonight. Amen. Amen. For the word of God, for Jesus Christ, I am glad that I have the light that lights my pathway. Some men love darkness rather than light because of the deeds they do are evil. In the world that is turned upside down, know which way it's going to happen. Know which way it's going to go. I'm glad, thank God, because we have the light. We know who holds tomorrow. And the one that holds tomorrow is holding my hand today. He's got me in the palm of his hand. He is and always will be the light of this world. 
He leads the child of God by the light. I was once lost, but thank God I am now found. I've been set free. I'm walking in the light of the world tonight. I can't see tomorrow. I don't know what's around the corner. You say, what kind of light you're walking in? Enough light for right now. And every step that I take, God gives me just enough light to go right that way. Every one of us sitting in this room tonight, you've been praying about something that you don't know what to do about, how to handle it. We've all got situations in our life we don't know how to handle them. We can't figure it out. We can't work it out. There's no solution in our life about it. It was a blessed day in my life when I said I can't figure it out, but I'm going to let the Lord have it. Just realizing God has got it in His hand, realizing God can take care of it, I just realized I just need to follow the light. He's lighting my pathway. That's what I realized. Hey, God's got it all. I may not know which way he's directing me. I don't, may not know where he's carrying me. But I know that he will always lead me in the path that I need to go. He's never left me nor forsake me. He'll be with me to the ends of the world, the Bible says. You can trust the Lord tonight. I feel sorry for people that don't follow the Lord. They're never satisfied. I've never met a backslidden person that says, I am blessed. I've never met anyone who's content doing their own thing, going their own direction. There are troubled souls, and they always got to have something to do. They're never satisfied with now, they got to have something else to do. They, they're trying to get from A to B and figuring out, trying to figure it out, have a solution for it. They're never happy with the here and now. They have to be planning. They have to be figuring it out. They got to be doing something else in their life. And you know why? Because they're never satisfied. But on the other side, it's the most contented people I've ever met, those who are serving God. They've gone through some deep waters. They've had some heartaches. They've had some troubles. And sometimes, though, it always looked like the deep, settled peace in their hearts has settled in, and they're not worried about it. They're not upset about it. They're not trying to figure it out. They realize God has settled inside their life and given them peace no matter what's going on in their life. There had been times that it looked good, but bad on paper. It felt good in your soul, but you couldn't figure it out. But somehow, Jesus said, Son, just walk in the light. Just walk in the light that you got right now. There, there's a path that will never lead you wrong. There is a path that will never leave you behind. There is a path that will never leave you astray. There's a path that is a heavenly path, and it's the light of the world. 
and it is Jesus Christ. Then we see the promise. I love this. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. He just doesn't bring you out of the pit. He just doesn't bring you out of the life of sin. You know what he does? He gives you a life worth living for. I, I think about the vastness of this light. How, how so much power is generated. And how much power it takes to just run this country. There can be power failures. We've been through theirs. There can be some power shortages. We've been through there. But not with this light. There's enough power to light the universe, not alone just the earth, but the entire universe. I think the vastness of this light. I think about the victory of this light. You walk in the light, you never have to walk in darkness again. The validity of the light. He shall have the light of life. When you go into the wrong, uh, when you go into the ER, what is the first thing that they check for you? The vitals. I've been there enough. I know what they check. They, they, they want to know what's wrong with your life or they're trying to find out how much life you got left. They check your vitals. They want to know. Jesus said, he that followeth after me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light, not just any light, but the light of life. Light of this world gives life. It gives vitality. It gives energy. The world will try to imitate the, the light. It will try to create its own light. And they try to do it through drugs or alcohol but in the morning they can't remember what went on. They're scratching their heads. They need more. They need another fix just to get through the day. Most of the times they sleep throughout the day. But the light of God will give you the blessed light that makes you want to live for God. There are people in this world that has no life in them. And some of them are sitting in church today because of their looking over the fence and seeing what the world is doing out there. And their minds are not on Jesus. They're not looking at the true light. They're looking at the light of the world over there. And they get drawn away by that. They don't see what Jesus can do for their life. They just see the nasty now and now. I'll be happy now and try to get things corrected later. You know what? I've heard that said so many by so many young people. They never got that chance because they didn't make later. Their now was then. You got to get it right now. He is the light of the world. And you've got to believe it in your heart and take it in your mind that if he is the light of the world and he can give life, that's what you need to reach a hold of and grab a hold of. Because Jesus said, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. Amen.